Bridge the City. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And my name is Benjamin Rangel. My name is Sam Woods. And I'm Kyle Hagee. Listen up, people. Did you hear? Ben, I heard that 99% of our followers are interested in dogs or dog-related content. That is indeed true, but that's Mm -hmm. not what I'm referring to. Something way more important and relevant to this episode. Hmm. Could it be that there is a group of young, talented, insightful influencers who live and work right here in this city? That's us. That's Bridger City. Bridger City, yes, but no, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Misfits or MKE Misfits. If you've never heard of them, it's only a matter of time because they are doing some innovative things here in the city. And we spoke to two of their fearless leaders. Yeah, and, and I think this organization represents a new era in Milwaukee. And I think their stories are stories that a lot of young people, specifically millennials, are going to relate to. Um, they talked about doing a lot of unpaid internships. They talked about trying to start their own businesses and failing repeatedly. And they weren't sure how to get to the places that they wanted to go. Yeah, it sounds like they continue to work towards things they believed in and collaborated with people who have similar interests. That, that is all <laughs> correct. Um, that's indeed true. It was a fantastic conversation. And I think they're going to be players in the city defining the future of work for Milwaukee and maybe even, you know, what the city of Milwaukee might be known for in the future. Yeah, so we were fortunate enough to talk to two of their fearless leaders again, Izzy and Q. Izzy and Q. Wonderful conversation. I feel like I laughed in this episode recording this interview more than I laughed in any other. That's probably true. I was very funny. Okay, well. (laughs) All right. With that, here's Izzy and Q. I'm Izzy, Izzy Lugo, um, gosh, COO <laughs> of uh, Urban Misfit Ventures and uh, really just in charge of and really in the forefront with any partnership uh, that we get uh, and then really just any operations and uh, finances, everything like that. Yeah, and my name is Quentin. I go by Q or just Q, I'm CEO of Urban Misfit Ventures. This guy, me and this guy were actually college roommates. Um, he went the corporate route, I went the entrepreneur route. We decided to link up on this and it's just, it's taken off since then. I also create a lot of content on LinkedIn and then I, I travel and speak about stuff and for some reason people listen. So you mentioned Urban Misfit Ventures. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with the Milwaukee or MK Misfits yeah. as well. So what is kind of the scope of those two projects? Yeah, so Urban Misfit Ventures is an umbrella company. Um, what we have underneath that is IEEG, which is a content marketing and influencer marketing firm. Brands pay us to tap into our reach, uh, and then we create content for them, which comes into the Misfits. MK Misfits is an events company. It's kind of our alter ego as a company as well. Before we get more into kind of what you're doing and what you've done, give a little background on yourselves. I know Q, you mentioned you were college roommates. When you were in college, did you see yourself in this role as today? How did this kind of come about and what bits of your own personality have you added to the company? 100% didn't think I'd be at where I am today. Um, Me so, either, dude. Yeah. I used to make fun of Q all the time. Like, oh, Q's, Q said he's esports is going to run the world. Q said AI is going to run the world. He's nuts. He's crazy. And... That's somehow still, those, that's those still might be true yeah exactly they're good they're gonna be true so um i always used to kind of make fun of this guy um but still, still do um but yeah that's kind of college roommates back in the day um known each other for going on seven years which is nuts because yeah we're getting old 
my background, I did a whole bunch of different internships in college. So uh, the Brewers, the Bucks, MK Sports and Entertainment, it was called at the time. And then uh, actually had a brief stint with the Admirals as well. Worked for the Boys and Girls Club, worked for the WAC, did all these different jobs in college. Because at, at the end of the day, I was failing my tests in college. So I was like, all right. If I'm doing something right, I it kind of levels out. Um, so I had a whole bunch of experience outside of just my GPA, uh, which ultimately landed me uh, offers from the Dolphins, uh, Miami Dolphins, the New York Mets, and then the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, ended up staying here in Milwaukee to chill with the Bucks. 11, 12 months in, I found out that wasn't for me. Moved on to another internship and then... I was there for a couple of years and then kind of started this in the last year or so. Yeah, and for me, like I was a, I was a musician. I was a performer. Like that's all I knew. And then I met this guy and I remember asking him like, what is marketing? Which is like the weirdest question ever if you like think back on that. But like he's like, yeah, you just like kind of make a plan and then you go. Like, like that's marketing. Um, but like I also did a bunch of internships because I wasn't a great student. Um, but I, that opened the doors to a lot of different companies. I actually worked with Milwaukee, um, mm. which in – they, I, they introduced me to everybody. Um, and then from there, I ultimately, I worked with a bunch of different startups, but I was offered a job with a wearable tech company and then a virtual reality company, which at the time was like my dream. I worked for both of them for a bit, but I declined like working full-time and he went the corporate route, I went the entrepreneur route. So I launched my first virtual reality startup, had no idea what I was doing at all, but I built a team and I failed. Built another team and I failed and I kept like rebuilding that team and trying to build something, but uh, I was not ready to run a company. So I launched my second company and then that was just marketing agency and I used those skills that I learned, like working with Milwaukee and working with Accelity Marketing, all these different companies. Struggled for a very, very, very long time ultimately jumped on LinkedIn started telling stories and I stood out like a sore thumb but like people started watching and people started paying attention and I started making a lot of money but I realized that I was bored and I started a company because I didn't want to be bored I wanted to do something that I loved and I wanted to meet people that I loved and build something with people that I loved and I was doing it alone so regardless of the money I decided to just like dissolve that and I met Eric I met Brema and then I was like, yo, Izzy, like you're in this place. We need exactly what you need. Let's do this. But did I think that we'd be doing this? Hell no. Did I think that we'd like have an office where we have or like working with companies like the Admirals and mm -hmm. Shaper? Like hell no. But it's it's been so, so, so dope. And it's a weird feeling to explain like moving quickly, especially after you've struggled for so long. Yeah. So. so one question we always get asked at Bridge the City. So I'm interested to hear how you all, because you probably get asked this as well, but Five years from now, where do you where do you see the company? What is the long term vision? I think one thing that we're trying to do is build a platform. Whether it's the Misfits, whether it's Urban Misadventures, whether it's our entire team social media pages, is build a platform where anybody can go to tell that story, to tell their story, to get their work, tell what they're trying to accomplish, and get that out there. That's one of the the reasons, or one of the things we're going to be pursuing in the not so distant future. I want to grow with industries that are growing right now. Yeah. Um, so the CBD industry, the um, obviously all these all these states are allowing marijuana to grow, um, and it's impacting. Like you look at Denver, it's impacting their streets, it's impacting their schools, and why why is it that they're taxing them and stuff like that? So how do we bring some value to industries like that that are growing, that are untouched, and kind of getting our foot in the door? Yeah, and I would agree, like, it's all of that, 100%, like, retweet, but um, 
especially like building that platform for people to amplify their voices. Um, one thing I would add though is like if you look at the future, I won't rant about the future, but if you look at the future, like our personal brands, if we don't have that, like we'll, we'll tank as human beings, right? We won't be relevant because technology will be so relevant at that point. So our personal brands are crucial. So for us, like we want to build personal brands, but also a brand that's just so big. I think Martin Moore, um, who's a blogger in Milwaukee, said it best. Like he wants to build a brand that's so big that everybody has to live in that world. And I think we're the same way. So a lot of the stuff you were talking about before, like you were saying like you failed kind of over and over and over again. You both were like, we weren't doing that good in school, but we were like crushing it in internships, having a lot of these part-time experiences, gaining all this experience. That sounds like a pretty distinct like millennial story yeah. of just like doing so much, maybe not getting paid for it, trying to figure out like, how do I end up where I want to be and then build that platform? So what kind of relationship do you have with um, kind of cultivating like young millennial voices or even younger voices and in the industry have you felt maybe like pushback of like you guys are still really young like you don't really know what you're doing let the 50 year old still run yeah. the world has that been a tension every day I would think basically what we're trying to do is Ian Abson said it the, the best was not to aim for the generation above you mm -hmm. um Aim for the generation over that generation. Because if they buy in, the next generation will buy in. And then, since the next generation's kids are buying in, they will buy in as well. If you look at the team, it's three colored individuals and a white guy. Um, and in one of the U.S.'s most segregated cities, a lot of people look the other way. Or a lot of people will say, oh, that's just a, a colored company and they won't work with them and it's sad it's very sad but it's it's something that actually happens today um so what what can we do and what our work kind of says it's says it for itself um so what we're doing is kind of trying to stay as hush as possible on what like there is to come but then when we do produce an event or when we do produce a piece of content it's amazing and it's like oh my gosh i have to work with these guys and when, our work speaks for itself. I love having like Izzy and Eric and Brema, even like Kylie and Charlotte and um, Kenny like on our team, just because like they bring a different perspective. Like for me, like personally, like I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me. Like, and I, I don't even pay attention to that stuff. Like I create content and regardless, like it doesn't matter what video it is. If it goes viral, we'll get a client from it. Mm -hmm. Like if our stuff's good, like we'll get a client. And I know that like we've had like the, like C-suites and the brewers reach out to us just because like, wow, you guys are dope. And they're old. They're old as hell. Like, but yeah. you guys are dope. Like, yeah. um, million and billion dollar companies reach out to us as like our median age is like 22, 23. They're reaching out to us. And again, we're weird freaking misfits. Um, like I, I don't pay attention to that, but having them does help me like see what it is actually like being a young founder mm. and being a young founder of color, especially in the city. But yeah. Um, it's definitely there, and that pushback's definitely there, but I think if you create good stuff, um, ultimately it, it comes back around. Excellent. Um, so in that article, the Journal Sun article, is you were quoted saying, everyone from Milwaukee is a misfit. Yeah. Uh, like, we're not choosing to go to Chicago. Yeah. Some people think it's like a Chicago suburb. We're not going to Minneapolis. And you've said, like, your goal is to take anyone in the world and who has an awesome story and amplify their voice. So I'm curious on who are some people you've met in Milwaukee, these misfits, and what have been some really cool stories that you've been proud to amplify? Ooh, that's a good question. I think number one is, uh, it kind of is a sh shameless plug, but it's Brema. Um, Optic Legacy on Instagram. 
very shy dude when you first get to meet him. I honestly, I started this company with each other. I mean, the only one who really knew each other was me and Q. Like, mm-hmm. Eric and Brema were still like, we we joke and we say we're like peeling layers off an onion with Brema. And um, to sit down and hear their, his story specifically, he started in the Sudan, um, uh, had to refuge to Kenya, and with the help of the UN, ended up on the north side. Um, and he's living on the north side, trying to make a difference on the north side. And one of the things that he's quoted in saying is, hey, I asked him, hey, would you ever want to move? Would you ever want to move to the east side? Would you ever want to move to Bayview? And he says, I decided to move, and everybody else decided to move, all the cool people, there will be no, no more cool people left on the north side. Yeah. It'll just be gentrified, and where where is the culture on the north side? So. He wants to be the staple of that community. I'd agree with that. Brema's incredible, and it's it's cool learning a lot about him Like as we continue this. Um, I would say for me, um, one of those, it's hard to pick because like, they're all awesome, but I would say Adam Bratz, um, who is a musician, um, went into the Air Force, um, and essentially like, he was struggling with like um, struggling with what he wanted to do with his life. Did he want to stay in the Air Force? Like, Do I want to go back to my family? Um, do I want to do something else entirely? But he went to perform at this base, and... After they perform, he's like, yeah, okay, this is cool. But a guy comes up and he's like, like, you guys just saved my life. Like, like you guys don't understand. Like, I, I did not plan on making it to the end of the night. You guys legit saved my life. And from there, like, he just, it, that changed his life as well, just hearing that. Um, and I think just looking at that, there's things that we do, like, even for me, like I feel irrelevant sometimes, or I feel like the actions that I take are irrelevant. And I think we all feel like that, but it's still important that we take those actions. Mm. Um, and I think that story like testifies to that. Like, take action regardless if regardless if you're feeling like you're irrelevant or what you're doing is insignificant, because you never know who you're going to impact. And I think Adam Brod's like just incredible dude, incredible storyteller, and like just incredible human. So. Yeah. He's, he's one that I would say. So uh, I'm interested, a big part of the podcast for us is kind of learning about Milwaukee, uh, talking about the really good things that are going on, but also not shying away from some of the bad things you've alluded to. I mean, it's the most segregated city in America, essentially. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of fears of gentrification now with the booming downtown. Um, it's, it's not a city without its problems. So I'm curious on, like, what has your perception of Milwaukee been and, and how has it changed by doing these ventures when you were at cardinal stretch did you think of milwaukee the same way as you do now no. and if not like what has changed <laughs> and what's your view of milwaukee after doing all this good cool stuff yeah i i mean seven years ago i used to have a <clears throat> the loudest mishibishi lancer in milwaukee <laughs> yellow if you've seen it i'm so sorry um, had tvs in the back headrest yeah. all that stuff and it's now it's gone away. it's gone uh oh. I grew up a little bit. I decided, hey, I got to get rid of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I used to, like, I didn't know anybody when I came to school. So I said, hey, I'm going to drive around um, and really try to figure out what this city is, figure out some cool spots, like, to study, whatever. We said, hey, the third ward could be so popping. But we were down there at, like, 5 p.m. on a Tuesday, and it was dead. And we went down there on at 7 p.m. on a Saturday, it was dead, and it was nice outside, and I just didn't understand it. Seven years later, literally, you can't go, you can never find parking down there unless you pay for it, which is another problem, but, um, like, it's it's changed from just walkability, I think, um, and just the promotion of 
the city. Like, even national news. I mean, Vogue did an article on Milwaukee, and, like, people are shedding a light on Milwaukee that hasn't seen that since probably the days when Pabst was downtown, and they were like, oh, yeah, beer, all this stuff. And now it's like, this is a cool city. And, like, I have family that come up here, make fun of me all the time, but once they come up here, they're like, wow, now I understand why you love the city. It's like, you have to come here and to enjoy it, to actually experience it yeah the summers are amazing but once we start rolling in more events during the winters and stuff it's going to be a 365 like fun time and a great time like there's going to be stuff going on downtown and there's not going to be once it hits november 25th it it's not going to be a dead downtown it's going to be always lively and stuff like that um so i think that's why i've come to love it a little bit i would say that for me, I, I love Milwaukee. absolutely love it. Um, of course, like, it is segregated. Um, like, the creative communities here are, like, just so siloed. Like, they're in their little pockets and they yeah. don't collaborate. There's a lot of competition here, not a lot of collaboration. That's something we want to attack, something I despise. Um, but then again, like, it's a blank slate here and there's a lot of opportunity. Kind of a staple of Bridge City is... We like to provide good information to yeah. our listeners, but we want to inspire them to action. That's like our whole thing. So we always ask our guests, what are some action steps that like everyday citizens, misfits, whoever it might be, can take to make Milwaukee a better place, to get more involved? So throughout all your experience here in Milwaukee, what are some action steps you have for listeners uh, in order to, to get more involved in the community here? I think one would be be open to collaboration. That's huge. I mean... You got to work with others. You get, you got to embrace the community that you're around. Uh, at the end of the day, um, or else you're just going to silo. Like we said, the creative communities are very siloed, and they're not working together. And we have creative communities in Minneapolis and in Chicago, and even in Indianapolis that are just killing it. You look at Milwaukee, and this guy doesn't like this guy, or this guy hates her, or blah blah blah. And it's like a gang. It's like what's going on? We're supposed to be all in this as one. So I think. Number one and first and foremost would be be open to collaboration. I would say um, maybe two-part answer. First, stop asking for permission. I think that's a big Midwest thing. Um, I am from Minneapolis, but like New York, like that's that's my thing. I just do it, and I think that's where a lot of our success has come from. Yeah. We don't ask, especially in the creative community. Like go collaborate, go do things, go talk to people, just create, stop asking. Because just, yeah, just stop asking. And number two, like, go to places like Rochambeau or, like, Anodyne Coffee or um, just, like, those local shops because there's so many interesting people. We have a day, like, every single week where we just go sit at 88.9 um, Stone Creek and everybody comes through. Like, you'll see the mayor, you'll see Ian Abson, you'll see Milwaukee, you'll see um, just everyone. And you meet so many yep. interesting people just going to places like that and just showing face. So go chill at a coffee shop and see what happens. I always like to ask our guests what their most proud accomplishment in life has been. This might be another shameless plug, I don't know. But, like, honestly, it's, like, getting to where we are today. Like I said, to start this, like, no way in hell if you would have asked me a year ago today that, or would have told me a year ago today that I would be in the position I am in. And I would, I probably would have laughed in your face. And now it's like, okay, what? like, I can't believe I've done all this. My family, I everybody is just, like, they're reaching out to me for jobs. They're reaching out to this, for that, for this. But at the end of the day, everyone's proud of basically of us uh, as a team to be able to kind of take control of our own destiny. Um, and that's one thing that when I was growing and when I was growing within companies, I felt like somebody else was in control of my own destiny. Um, so 
what like I my most proud moment would be taking this jump to be able to where to get to where we are today. Yeah, and I would say a very similar answer for me. Like just my entire life, I've just been told like not good enough or like you're okay, you're good, but you're not great. Um, so for me, like it's not so much like what everybody's saying, like not at all. Like I feel like we haven't even accomplished anything. We've gotten really far, and it's awesome. It's incredible. Um, I realize that, but it's more so the fact that okay, we've started this. We're young, um, and we're doing this. But Izzy like quit his job to come do this with me. Eric quit his job full time to come do this with me. Brema quit his job full-time to come do this with me. Like, that is the most incredible thing to me. Um, not that people are quitting their jobs, but what <laughs> we're doing is making other people happy. You know, yeah. like, that, that's what I'm most proud of. It has nothing to do with, like, the money or what people are saying. I just, I think that's my favorite thing in, on this planet, just seeing other people do what they're meant to do. This was an important interview because it told a story that a lot of young people can connect with. Unpaid internships, struggling in school, graduating school and not really knowing what the next steps are, and not feeling like you know how to get to where you want to go. And I think it also told a very important story of a new economy that is developing across the country and right here in Milwaukee, and that's digital advertising and influencers. And although there may be a negative stereotype of digital influencers or people who are popular on Instagram and Twitter, I think MK Misfits highlights the importance of being in this space. This really is the new economy and a new way of defining businesses and cities. And they talked about using this platform to highlight important voices and important spaces right here in the city of Milwaukee. Similar to Bridge the City, MK Misfits is trying to show Milwaukee uh, in a new light and get people passionate about, about our city and give people the avenues to express themselves creatively. So I hope you check out their stuff and it makes you feel proud to be in Milwaukee and it also inspires you to continue making this city the best it can be. The thing that resonated with me the most after this interview was Q's action step. He said, don't ask for permission to pursue something you're passionate about or starting something new. Hearing from someone who at such a young age has a ton of followers but is only is where he is after admittedly failing a bunch gave me a useful perspective. You see, Q and Izzy both said that along the way there were a lot of doubters and they too had some self-doubt. But ultimately, they asked the question, what do I like to do, what do I want to pursue, and who do I want to pursue that with? Through hard work, trial and error, and relationships, Q and Izzy found something they loved. In that last point, the relationships is key. Because ultimately, what they did is really what Kyle and I did with the podcast. We had an idea, we had a solid group of friends around us that we could trust, and we started the podcast. We didn't ask any permission to interview some of the biggest names in the city, or the state for that matter. Similarly to the Misfits, we had and still have a passion for creating and producing quality content that provides our listeners with steps in how to get involved in the community. So stop asking for permission to do what you love. Don't be ashamed of being a misfit and keep trying to bridge the city. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that this wonderful conversation with Izzy and Q of Urban Misfit Ventures, MKU Misfits, and their other ventures will inspire you and give you hope in some of the new leaders in Milwaukee. Yeah, and our hope uh, for this episode is that hearing the stories of Izzy and Q will help you chase your own passions. 
uh, will help you feel more connected to the city of Milwaukee and its various people and businesses, and really will help you embrace your inner misfit. We really hope that upon listening to every episode of Bridge the City, you're found, you find a new topic that you can become passionate about, and hopefully after this one, it inspires you to get more involved and pursue that passion. So thank you to Marquette University, the Trinity Fellowship, whose space we were able to use for the interview. Uh, and thanks, obviously, to Izzy and Q for joining us. I do want to give a shout out to Marshall Michael Logic, a longtime listener who shared uh, the Bridge of City website on Facebook recently. Wow. So does that mean if I'm a listener of the podcast and I share something, I could get an exclusive shout out on this podcast? You absolutely can. Wow. And our millions of listeners will know who you are. Yeah. Well, I'd like to give a future shout out then to uh, former President of the United States, Barack Obama, who's going to share this post uh, on his Facebook. I see that happening yeah. soon. Uh, I do want to mention one thing, and this is uh, very true, that rating and commenting on iTunes specifically really helps other people find out about the podcast. Um, so if you have listened to an episode and you've taken away something that you found has improved your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Then give it back to us by rating. Leave a comment. Leave a comment. No, you don't even have to think about what the comment's going to say. Just say, awesome podcast. I just wrote it for you. That's Boom. all you have to write. And add an exclamation point. Three. 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 All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. And yes. as always, let us know how you have helped bridge, bridge the city. Bridge the city.